0: have you heard the news? Multi-Stream Machine is open for enrollment for a limited time.
1: If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to finally have a clear roadmap to build a sustainable and thriving business that supports itself and pays you the salary you dream of, then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com
0: and check it out. All right, now let's jump into the episode.
1: Hey Product Boss, let's get you fired up. Let's show you and prove to you it can be done. Whether you're a maker, a manufacturer, or a retailer, you can grow your business how you want. Let's get you inspired about your business and how you want to build it. And we're here to help you. This week, we're going to be sharing stories every single day of small product-based business owners just like you. These are our students who have created their version of success and built the businesses that they wanted. We truly believe there is a path to profit for each one of us. And that means for you too. It looks different for every single one of us and every single one of us has our own way. We just do it together. We have lots of fun and we give you the right tools. So let's hear these stories from our students who have done it in their own way and who have had the support of the Product Boss community, tools, and education, because we've done it together, we're excited to get you inspired too. So let's jump right in. Hey everyone. Hello, hello, welcome back. We're so excited.
0: Yeah. So today we're excited to share some student spotlights with all of you. We've got three incredible product bosses here with us, where we're going to talk about these product-based business owners and how they have built their one-of-a-kind businesses, custom businesses, art businesses, fresh food businesses. So if you are this kind of business, let us know. But what we want to do is we just want to share with you examples of product bosses and their businesses and how you can do this too, right? Because so many times we think, oh, but my business is like this and there's no Mm. possible way it can work. So we just want to share this all with
1: you. I mean, we do hear it all the time where it's like, but what about artists? What about custom? What about, you know, do I have to go into manufacturing? Do I have to do ready to ship? But there's lots of people that do custom things. You know, that's usually where we start is the thing that we make and then we customize it because we get customers that way is through our custom stuff. But but where do you go from there? So this will be a really exciting conversation. We, you've all kind of met everybody already. So if you are a longtime follower, you've already met Suzanne, Nicole, Kara, and we're just getting updates, which is super exciting because they've literally blown up. It's just incredible. So get ready to get fired up. So should yeah. we start with introductions or what do you want to start with? Jacqueline? Um, yeah, Mina, let's introduce our panel. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with, we'll start with Suzanne since she's kind of like the veteran on here. She's been on here a few times. So Suzanne, do you want to give an introduction of who you are, what you sell, and where you're at right now?
2: Sure. Absolutely. I'm Suzanne Godbold. I'm the owner and creative director for 3 Best Bakery. It is a boutique bakery located in central Arkansas and we ship all
3: over the U.S.
2: And we specialize in super delicious cookies and have lots of different flavors and can do custom. And
0: yeah. So you awesome. sell custom cakes mm-hmm. and just like typical bakery items, right? You do custom cookies. Items.
2: Yep. hmm and, and then, then our should... best seller is our smash cookies, which is a soft sugar cookie with buttercream icing. And we've got lots of different flavors. And so those cookies and our other, couple of other flavors of cookies, we ship all over the US.
0: Right, so you ship nationwide. So you scaled a best seller, which we will talk about. And then you still have your local business where you're still doing custom cakes and custom cookies. So just for everyone out there that is a fresh food business, this is um, a really great example of someone who has a bakery, has a brick and mortar that's local, but also has been able to ship a part or shift a part of her business to becoming something that she could ship nationwide. Good job, my friend! I can't wait to talk mm-hmm. about the results.
1: Thank and you. then all those cookie cutters in the background are just for show; they're fake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They just live there. There's no use.
0: No, she actually, you actually become uses a TikTok own. star. Like that's <laughs> just like you could just write that whole thing off as your studio
2: now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is just my backdrop for all the TikTok videos. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Okay, Nicole, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you sell?
3: Yes. So my name's Nicole. I am the owner and main artist of Pet Paintings by Nicole. I am in Raleigh, North Carolina. I create one-of-a-kind custom pet portrait paintings on traditional canvas, jean jackets, and Vans shoes. Started in 2015 and now... After running it all by myself for about four years, I now have four employees So a little, to like actually have like a whole team and stuff. So that's where I am now. Yeah, that's me.
0: So amazing. Amazing. Do you have any vans next year or anything to show us?
3: I don't, I'm at my home studio cause I'm sick. <laughs> so Aww. I'm staying out of the studio. Um, so I don't, okay. it, it's just a cold. I got a negative test yesterday, but like I can't be coughing on people. So totally. I'm yeah. at home sure. today. <laughs> Well go
0: um, go check yeah. out their website and Instagram. You'll see all the amazing things. Right. Her Instagram is at
4: Pet
1: Paintings by Nicole. I think the team is dropping in.
4: Okay. So Kara. How about you? My name is Kara. I own Desiree's Equine. I work, I call myself a modern cowgirl. I am making horse tack and leather goods. Horse tack for people that don't ride horses is all the leather pieces that attach to your saddle and also what they wear on their head. So it's functional and I specialize in creating very unique pieces and one of a kind.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Is your Singer sewing machine back there? Is that on a table or is it on a stand? Like, why is it on a
4: stand? It's actually it's a cowboy sewing machine. It's not a Singer, but it's a big industrial leather machine. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's cool. I was like going to tell you it's going to fall right off that table.
4: No, it's 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 not. It's not. It's supposed to be like that. It has a long arm so that I can get really a lot of corners and stuff. So. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: (laughs) With a hardcore needle over there to get through that leather. Yes.
4: Yes. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Kind of terrifying if you get too close to it. I think it's amazing that Mina has such a fear of things falling.
1: (laughs) She's She's like, hey, your your sewing machine over there is going to fall. You know, like the mom that has, like, get that glass away from the edge there, you know?
0: Oh, so good. Okay. Um, We always need to kick this off with some laughs. So, so, so good. All right. So, all three of you are multi stream machine students. And what we want to share with everyone that's watching live or listening in the future is really what we want you to see is that there are so many possibilities for different product based business owners, different paths, right? Because so many of you out there are thinking it worked for them, but it's not going to work for me, right? I do custom, I do one of a kind, I have fresh food. You know, there's things that I'm an artist. Yeah. And there's no way that I can have the same results as these people that are potters, jewelry makers, candle makers, you know, sell clothing, they're manufacturing, or they can do it at scale. So, anyone here that's watching, feel that way and let us know what you sell. So, I'd love to know who's watching and what kind of businesses you have. So, drop that in the comments. So, Here's what I want to say is that all three of the people here have incredible businesses that I'm sure at some point, and I'd love for you all to add in before MSM, before you met us, did you have similar thoughts to this? Did you think, I'm going to start with Suzanne, because I know you're feeling this way right now because you're hiring a team. Do you feel now, and did you feel then that you're the only person that can do certain parts of your business? And if you did feel that way, what, what have you kind of figured out along the way?
2: Oh man, it's... It's so hard. It's so hard because I'm the best at what I do and and it's a big trust thing too. And it's hard to let people take some of that off of your plate. And so that's always that's always been a struggle for me. And before I was definitely waiting until I was at full capacity and like past full capacity before I was like, okay, fine, I need help. I need help. And now um, that I've started to slowly hire people. I've really noticed the value of adding people to my team before I get to that overextension and just not having to do everything. There's zero, zero chance that I would have been able to scale my business to this level had I still been doing it myself. So
0: you trust people with the work. Like, are you able to train people? Are they doing the custom work that maybe some, I know there's parts of your business you're still doing and you're still growing. So you're still figuring this out, but are there things that you've now kind of given over to other people that you at one point thought only I could do this?
2: Absolutely. I never thought that I would be able to share my smash cookie recipe with other bakers. I mean, it's, it's mine or my sugar cookie recipe. It's proprietary. I made it. I, I'm not trusting anybody else with it. So that's definitely a big, a big thing. Being able to make it through the Christmas season without me actually having to bake all 2000 sugar cookies. I still had to decorate all 2000 sugar cookies, but I didn't actually bake them. So, you know, it's baby steps.
0: <laughs> We're working on <laughs> someone. Decorating. Yeah.
2: So there's people I- have, yeah, go ahead.
1: I think that's, you know, I don't want everybody to get scared that you have to hire a team because there's other ways. I think the point here is that when you are a custom person, a lot of what people tell us is that only I can do it and I can only sell custom pieces. But what Suzanne did really well was there was a cookie recipe, smash cookies that she sold nationwide. Now, does she still do custom things? Yes, absolutely. So I want to kind of throw it to Nicole. Too, who is an artist, but she could just say, I only want to do art and I never want to sell it. Or I only want to do one of a kind art and I can never, you know, get to almost off the shelf or anything like that. Right. Or I'm one of a kind. So I could never have a bestseller. Everything is so different, but that really is not the case. There are things that people buy over and over. So, Nicole, you've really been developing being an artist and selling. I mean, how many things do you sell, you know, as far as yeah. like so, you, every animal, every art piece, everything,
3: you know? Yeah. I mean, I do every animal currently because I am still custom. I'm making my way into having something that I can, you know, actually scale and, you know, reproduce and on a larger scale. But that it's such a large project that I have just been slowly getting away at. So I am still one of a kind where it is still everybody's individual animal. Like you're not reaching out and asking me to paint a corgi, you're asking me to paint your corgi named Coach, who has this little like white spot over their eyebrow, right? And that matters to you and it matters to me. But when I am, even though there is that variety of like, there's so many different animals, I actually only sell three items. And that's something I always have to like rein in is I sell three things. I sell canvases, jean jackets, and vans. Sure, could you have like black vans? Yeah, absolutely, but it's the vans. So I think maybe that's what you were asking, Mina, is yeah. like, how many items do I sell? I sell three. Are there some variety, some variation? Yes. And is there variation in like the actual pet that I'm painting? Yes. But yeah, I sell just three items
1: to answer Yeah, that. you're love- cued into the data, right, of what people mm-hmm. will buy. It's not like you're bu- you're just doing random art. It's that you have a very certain aesthetic pet paintings by Nicole and it's Mm -hmm. on most of your stuff is vans though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Currently that is my bestseller. So if we're Mm -hmm. talking about bestsellers, like Suzanne with the smash cookies, mine are the vans. So if you went onto my Instagram now, like you may not know that I paint on canvases, which is fine because canvases aren't paying the bills right now. The mm-hmm. bands are. So I'm advertising the bands and I love it because I think it's just such a unique and one-of-kind item anyway. So it's my favorite item to sell. It's amazing. And I think, and I and I, Mina,
0: where Mina's going is like, we kind of kicked this off with talking about team because these, these people here have scaled their businesses and they've been doing this for years now, right? And they signed up for MSM, I think about a year ago for each of you. Was it a year? Yeah. So this is 12 months later. How long for you?
4: I think August.
0: So okay. So you're even less, right? Yeah. And we'll get mm-hmm. and you also just hired your first person. So <laughs> what I want you all to see though is that what all three of the people here did was that they they were handmade or not even handmade, they're custom, one-of-a-kind type products that they figured out how to scale. So initially the first step was that they said they went through the bestseller secrets challenge or one of our challenges or they understood this from multi-stream machine. What do I have? that works, that people are buying from me. So for Suzanne, it's Smash Cookies. For Nicole, it's the Vans really with the custom pet portraits. And then for you, Kara, is it the bridles? Yes, it is, yep. The bridles, yeah. So they what they did is they figured that out and they leaned in, which is why you're all going through bestseller secrets with us, because they figured that part out with us. And that's what started to generate more revenue for their businesses. That's the thing that they start they started to be known for. That's the thing that they improved their systems on. They got more visibility around it. They improved everything around that. And that's the thing that escalated their sales. And that they could repeat and teach somebody teach else. Teach someone else. So then they were able to afford the help for the things that they could scale, which has got, you know, gotten them to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. So Kara, let's talk about you also. So what's your bestseller and kind of, and I, let's actually go back to another part. So you signed up in August. Yep. So where were you before you signed up? What were you kind of doing? And then why did you decide to sign up?
4: So I was drowning in custom work and I loved doing customs, but I was honestly giving people way too many options. And also severely undercutting my pricing.
1: So it just wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Everybody always.
4: (laughs) Yeah. And so I was overwhelmed. I was barely paying myself and then also just giving so many people options. And then with the pandemic, there was shortages and a lot of my supplies. So it was super hard to like meet everyone's needs. So I was like, I have to do something different. So I decided then to do like collections and launches. And so that's what I've been doing. And I just make one of a kind pieces and I post them up and then they sell.
0: <laughs> so you, yeah. were, you were drowning and sort of like without systems, without guidance. Perhaps? Oh my God.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Systems were like terrible. Like that was the first thing that I attacked in MSM because yeah, it was so bad. Where because were you bad.
0: at? So, cause you're, you're, product is more expensive. So your numbers are going to be a bit higher. So where were you at before? And sort of tell me what happened within that first like 30, 60 days after you you jumped in and, and sort of the process of the change of your business.
4: Yeah. So I, like my one product, I had increased just $200 on it. And that was just huge because I was not calculating adequate like my items take a very long time. So I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, my tech pieces they sell for six hundred to seven hundred dollars. Like they're pricey, mm. but they're luxury items, they're collection items, that people collect them. So I was definitely undercutting. So my first launch, I was so beyond nervous because it was definitely pushing the bounds. Unfortunately, in my market, everybody also undercuts their prices. So I was pushing the bounds on like kind of what people are charged. So I increased the prices and then I even, everything sold really, really quickly. And then, so we kept increasing and they're still selling. So I think within the first bit I saw, I think it was like a 300% increase. I believe when like the first launch after I joined, so. Just
0: just by raising your prices and kind of, Mm -hmm. and people didn't stop buying. And streamlining too.
1: I think one of the things... You know with Kara, especially is and and all custom right is that you realize where the bottleneck is, usually it's with yourself, sometimes it's with the systems, sometimes it's with the the specific product, you know if there's something you could be selling instead that has less bottlenecks or less you know hurdles or whatever, and with Kara, it really was identifying, oh okay i am it's in the pricing, and that I am the bottleneck of making this particular thing, so what can I do? To sell this because I think that for the most part, you're great at selling. We know that for sure, you know? And you're able to do it in a more focused way as well. Right.
4: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. Go ahead. No, yeah. Nicole, keep Okay. <laughs> I do want to say this because you
0: <laughs> wrote this down for us and I want to just kind of say it. So after you join multi stream Machine, because here's the thing, and here's what we want you all to take away from this: that while you have custom pieces, while you have one of a kind, while you're an artist, so Nicole's an artist but Nicole says, really, I'm known for painting dogs, pets. Yeah. Right. But mainly dogs, not cats. Right. No bunnies, like horses, maybe not, you know, so really they're known for dogs and the vans are the thing. And now both of the people at the bottom, right. We've got Suzanne and Nicole are TikTok stars. Let me just tell you yeah.
1: all, like in the and last. And they're both artists. Because <laughs> Suzanne, aren't you considered a cookie artist? Is That's a thing, right? Cookie artist? Yeah. So they're both artists. Follow right? them.
0: They've, they have been killing it, right? On Instagram, they were trying and trying and doing the reels. They went over to TikTok and these two particular people have, I mean, are doing live stories and live sales and doing all sorts of things, which have really also moved their business. And this is like a second part, but they knew what their bestseller was and they did more. They leaned into that more. So anybody here that's got a question like, well, I do you know, South Asian clothing with one size each, well what are you known for? Right? Do people come to you for dresses? Do they come for you f- for two pieces? Is there a particular colors that sell really well? And we're going to talk you through this next week in the bestseller secrets challenge, but you start to really identify what people are buying more of. And that's how you start to kind of niche down and know this is what I'm going to push. But Kara, Kara's results, I just want to say this cuz just to go in, after joining Multistream Machine in the first week, you're up 500% from the year before. To date, you're up 700%. You've made $12,000 $12, in sales this month so far. And your launches are super successful and items sell in 15 minutes or less. And the increased price and yeah, I'm Kara. <laughs> and back to loving what I do. So huge wins, loving what you do. So who else is like, I want to sell out in minutes. I want to I put something up that's custom and sell out and then make more and sell it. Because the people here, this is what they're doing on... TikTok, they're putting up their product and they're selling. Did you make eight thousand dollars, Nicole, one day from TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Um, same with you. Yeah. yeah, one day. Yep, one day, eight grand. And how about you, Sarah? I'm mean, Sarah. Oh my God, Suzanne, what did you make?
2: Um, okay, Sarah I and I'm Suzanne. Sunday, I sold thirteen hundred decorated sugar cookies in an hour and a half and made about seven thousand dollars.
1: Oh, so this okay. also supposed to show you, people buy what they see. So, Suzanne. Her smash cookies, though, she could show more of them because she does do cookie drops where it's seasonal during, you know, like if it's the s'mores ones or whatever. But the thing that really set off TikTok for her was showing the decorated, her decorating a sugar cookie, right? The custom sugar cookies. So it just goes to show you that people buy what they see. So as you're leaning into a specific thing, and if it's your best seller, you know that people are going to buy it, you lean more into it as well. And I think that you start to gauge like what people want from you.
0: Okay, so Suzanne, <laughs> what did you sort of, you know, in terms of your bestseller cuz I think you came in during a bestseller secrets challenge and the first tip you got was freeze the price of your cookies. So, did you did you not realize that your be- your bestseller was your smash cookies like where were you at kind of in that mindset?
2: No. So, 2020 was just kind of this big huge thing. That was like the first year of my Brick and Mortar being open. We had the pandemic hit. It was basically survival mode. Um going into opening my brick and mortar, I really had this idea that I was going to have three parts of my business. I was going to have the retail side, people walking in and buying things. I was going to do my custom stuff. So wedding cakes, birthdays, blah, blah, blah. And then I was going to do cookie decorating classes. So I had lots and lots and lots of products to sell to students, like cookie cutters, gel colors. I things to make icing with. So when we were doing bestseller secrets challenge at the beginning of 2021, I think I had maybe like 350 SKUs on my website.
4: Mm.
2: And when we did bestseller secrets and I was like, what in the world am I doing? (laughs) What in the world?
0: Both of our heads were just exploding when you said 350 SKUs. So,
1: Uh, you know, we've heard of people who have like 4,000, you know, it's crazy. Sometimes you just keep adding, you
2: Hmm. just keep adding, adding, adding. And like every color of airbrush color was a different skew, and it was just so much. And so I really realized selling one or two of these a month on my website is not worth my time to even have it up there. So I pared down my website to probably 15 skews, maybe 20, and then it's gone down even more since then. But that was really eye opening to me, and I was able to see what my best sellers were on. Revenue generators and on number of items. So, while my wedding cakes were my number one, or my custom cakes were my number one revenue generators, smash cookies far and above on number of units that I sold were my best seller. And that's really what I decided that I could teach other people to do so that I could scale it, sell more of them. And now, on a good week, I don't have to touch a smash cookie. I'm totally out of the process now and we're still just growing. So that's that was the main thing that I got out of bestseller secrets for sure was being so able good. to pare down.
0: And for your sales so what so when you pare down because how many of you in the comments are scared about paring down like thinking if I go if I go like this, I'll have no one to sell to, right? Or like they won't buy from me. But when you did pare it down, like revenue wise and your costs and all that, what did you see as like a transformation for you?
2: Well, really with revenue, what was nice on the marketing side, I got rid of 320 things that I had to try and market to people, right? So I pared down and then I was able to say, buy my smash cookies. Hey, buy my smash cookies. Hey, have you heard about my smash cookies? Buy some smash cookies. And so it really was, I was really able to focus my marketing efforts, which was what drove the sales part of it, as opposed to saying, what about this cookie cutter? Have you seen this? Let's turn it, you know, let's go all of these different directions. I was really able to bump up the revenue just because I was able to focus.
0: Yeah, it's probably like watching like a pinball machine like your face your head's going everywhere versus mm-hmm. just like being really focused.
2: Who is my audience? Who, you know, am right. I am I selling to cookie decorators? Am I selling to other bakeries? Who who is my customer because they're not the same in right. any of those different skews.
3: Yeah, right.
1: so and now, they, it's not a clear path for them either, right? So it's they're not sure what to buy, you know? So just think of how quickly Kara sells in 15 minutes, for example, and Nicole sells in, uh, on TikToks. I mean, those are not long by any means, but it's just that it's so clear what is recommended to the customer to buy that all of these product bosses are telling them is the bestseller. Everybody loves them, you know? So it just makes it easier for all of, you know, everybody who's selling their goods as well as for the customers who are buying, because I certainly don't want to pick out, you know, what color airbrush my sugar cookie is going to have, you know? <laughs> you so, like, just like, tell
0: me what to buy and I'll buy it yeah. from you.
1: I mm-hmm. thought,
2: if you don't mind me commenting, Brandy over in the product is community commented, I worry about it stifling my creativity, paring down on SKUs. And I just want to say like, look at Nicole, like they do three items, but their creativity is still there because they get to paint and do all of these different designs, but they're still just selling the one item. And then with me, like my smash cookies, it's one item, it's one type of cookie, but now we're doing monthly flavor changes and we get to launch these new flavors and create more excitement. Do we still sell the vanilla smash cookie, like the OG cookie? Absolutely. But you get to be creative, even though it's still just the one product. And same with Kara. I'm assuming with the the bridle,
1: yeah, with, horse bridles.
2: Mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's probably the same structure, but you get to be creative with it. So I don't want people to think that by pairing down, it it squashes your creativity at all.
1: I love that, Kara. You even said you love your business more. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like how you feel before and how you feel now.
4: Yeah. So before I felt like, I felt like I was very like with doing the structure I had with the custom work, I didn't get to choose what I wanted to make. So now I really, I take, um, some of my best sellers and I just do different variations that I'm feeling. Maybe I want to put turquoise on this, or maybe I want to put purple on this. And I am like 10 times more creative now than I was before because i can choose what i want and i kind of let my customers choose like hey would you guys like to see some pink because it's valentine's like so i i do include them but i also like how you were saying limiting options like i always thought oh yeah like everyone wants to decide all these things and really in reality people were going to my website and they were so confused there's so many things like i can't even picture it they just want my eyes, how I view things. So it's just been so much better to just be able to do and just be an artist and do it, you know, just Mm -hmm. do how I do it. (laughs) Hey, hey,
0: product boss. We all know that building a product-based business isn't easy, is it? But here's the truth. It doesn't have to be
1: so hard. In fact, when you have the right systems and support in place, you can skyrocket your sales and finally create the product business that fits your life and lifestyle. That's why we're so excited to announce that MultiStream Machine is officially open for enrollment for a limited time. We've taken our 20 years of experience
0: in building product-based businesses, including our own, which have generated millions and created a completely turnkey system to help you scale your business and create the revenue you've dreamed of.
1: If you're a product-based business owner who's ready to build a sustainable and thriving business that can support itself and pay you the salary you dream of.
0: Or get more customers to easily find you and buy from you without spinning your
1: wheels while stuck on social media and spending money on paid ads. Have a clear roadmap that shows you exactly how to create a plan and sell more so you can stop guessing and start knowing.
0: Then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com
1: and check it out. You can go through the course at your own pace. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. And our thousands of alumni can tell you there's no other course for product-based businesses like it.
0: So friends, we'll see you in there. Nicole, would you say the same thing? Because I know we've worked with you a lot. And one of the things we realized, so we've niched you down to bestseller. And now Nicole and Suzanne are both in our mastermind with us. So we know their businesses way more intimately. But remember, they started as multi-stream machine students. So Nicole, we Mm -hmm. figured out what your bestsellers were. But you've even pared down your bestseller even more because the Vans, you had so many mm-hmm. options that they could choose from. So can we talk a about options. That? Was that the one? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about that process for you too.
3: <laughs> there, it was kind of like what Kara was just saying where there were customers who, I mean, I guess they were being more forthcoming. They were like, can I do two pets? Can I do three pets? Can I do four pets? But can the names be on the back of them instead of like, because I mean, I, I know that the audience doesn't know what my product looks like, but I put the names on the top. Like I have a very specific design and they were trying to get more custom with it. And so I said, oh, if one person, Suzanne, really wants the names on the back, everybody must want the names on the back, but it wasn't. It was just Suzanne. I would then make it a listing on my website. Like that's a skew is you can have the name on the back. But now it got to exactly what Kara was saying, where people were just confused. I was even confused because now I've got all these orders that are just so custom out the wazoo that I was starting to make mistakes. You know, like, oh, I did put the names on the top. Crap, it was supposed to be on the back. Um, And it was only for the one order, right? So I already messed up the one order for the only one person who wanted the names on the back. And so by just saying like either yes to that one customer for that one custom or just saying no, this is the design and this is what you're paying me for. And this is the creative talent that I have and I can offer then because that's what everybody else wanted as opposed to just the one customer. So usually I still say yes to that one custom, but for the most part, I don't then offer it on my website because one person swayed me into thinking that that
1: could be a skew. Because it and was. To be honest, Nicole, I can't help it since I am your You can't coach. help, coach. <laughs> that that person should have paid $25 extra to see how badly they wanted it in a different spot.
0: Yeah. You know, which, which is something that we work with Nicole on a lot too, where it's like, if somebody asks you for something that's not on your thing and you're all custom, then charge more for it, right? Like charge Mm -hmm. them for that change because it's your process. Because if you get to the point where they are, where they have team members, you will have to teach that team member something or you, my friends, have to take time out of your schedule and figure this out and deal with them. Yeah. So where you I want to go stop back
1: your from, train of thought, you know, yeah. like, oh, where do they want this? Or where does this go? Whereas instead you're 80% of the way there and you're like, oh, okay, now this is the name that goes at to the top per usual, you know? It's like a workflow thing.
0: But Nicole even had the variations on their bestseller where they could have four pets, three pets, two pets, one pet. One pet and name, you know, all versions, right? So this is all custom. And a lot of this is Etsy mindset, give them everything and let them choose and deal with all the customer service questions and it's gonna drive you bonkers, okay? So (laughs) Nicole, basically when we talked about bestseller, we even whittled down the bestseller and realized that the one pet was the bestseller and second was two pets, right? And everything else was extra few people, maybe. So all of you out there, they're like, well, people, everybody keeps asking me about it or everybody wants this. Well, if they well, want how it, many
1: people? <laughs>
0: Three <laughs> in the last 12 months, <laughs> not worth your time. So I know it feels scary sometimes to say no, but you say no, because you want to grow. And if you want to say yes, charge for your efforts, right? You all deserve to be paid for what you do. If they're going to ask you to make them custom, beautiful, Horseware, or cookies, or shoes—you know, like they can pay for it because they already have the privilege to order something custom, or artistic, or from somebody handmade. So it's not a Agreed. charity. You're all in business. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Suzanne, custom—well, not custom. We we figured out Smash Cookies were a bestseller. You started at a hundred thousand dollars at the beginning of last year.
2: What did you wrap at twenty twenty one with? Wrapped at one eighty five. One hundred eighty-five thousand. One hundred eighty-five thousand. So my goal was two hundred. So like, almost got there. Super pumped and yeah, it's been it's been crazy twenty twenty-two so far. It's been great actually. I mean that's
1: a whole lot of cookies,
2: right? That's a lot of cookies. I have they raised my prices, or else that it would have been in like one hundred eighty-five thousand smash cookies. You're right. Right.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It, <laughs> it would have been it a dollar. Good Right. Because we're, when you're thinking of margins, so they're all our students and they know, I mean, we say this all the time that if you're busy, you're just busy, right? Busy is not the same thing as profitable. You can be as busy as you want to be, but we want you to be profitable. Right. So, you know, you need to understand that pricing your things is super, super super important, especially for custom. So it's got to be worth your time. So even if you're busy doing that one thing, it's got to be, it's got, it has to translate to having a good enough margin. And I mean, that's what Kara was talking about too, right? That you knew that you were grossly underpriced. You knew you were making certain things because it was in your industry, like you were the top of your industry, right? Same with when we first met Suzanne, she thought her competitor was Walmart because that's the only other bakery that was in Arkansas. But her competitor was not Walmart, right? She's a boutique bakery in Arkansas, you know? And even even with Nicole, you know, your pricing, actually your pricing, you thought it was a certain amount because of your TikTok, Right. Wasn't it? You ended up raising your prices too, didn't you, Nicole? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Tell us they're about steadily, that. They are steadily still rising, so I have not hit my sweet spot yet. So there's going to be a morning we're all going to wake up. We're going to say, "There it is, we found it." <laughs> we're not there yet. But when uh, I'm like afraid to talk about these numbers because they're just like so sad. Okay, so <laughs> nothing <laughs> um, sad.
0: You've on, you've only grown. Okay, go. I know.
3: I know. It's just. They so at first they were eighty five dollars for a pair of Vans, then they were one oh five, then they were one twenty five, and then they were one fifty. And I would provide the shoes, but then I don't. I actually I don't think I've told you guys this. I did it like way like overnight. I'm no longer providing the shoes because there's no way for me to do that cost efficiently. And so Mm -hmm. I had put off not providing the shoes anymore. Cause I wanted to make it convenient for the customer and it's just not working for my business. And I had 300 orders come in initially that the customers provided the shoes. So one night I woke up and I said, why am I providing the shoes when it's costing me extra money, extra labor, and 300 people already confirmed for me that they would send in the shoes themselves. So actually like literally seven days ago, I changed my prices again to where the customer is no longer providing the shoes, but I am now charging 125 again. again. So, no,
0: no, the customer is providing the shoe.
3: Oh, they are providing the shoe, yes. And you're so charging have- 125 just mm-hmm. for the art. Just yeah, for the and- art. And the last time I was doing that, it was at 105 So I'm still now charging more with the customer providing the shoes. So I'm trying to get what the audience doesn't know, what Suzanne and Jacqueline Amina have heard me talk about all day long, is that I'm still working on my like, costs, getting my costs down and my profit margin higher. So I'm not there yet. One day we're all going to wake up. We're going to say, Nicole did it. Today's not the day, but we're getting, <laughs> but you know and- what Nicole is doing? Nicole has people helping with the art, right? Yeah. So,
0: so that's, I could you actually just touch on that really fast because you are the artist pet mm-hmm. paintings by Nicole. Yeah. Do you get people going like, Nicole, are you the only person touching these shoes and painting this thing? Or like, have you worked out a process that it's in the essence of you? But but you have you're now employing artists, right?
3: Yes. Yes. So I Tell us about it. I do proudly employ artists in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was the artist who was looking for a job, right, in the arts. So now I get to proudly offer jobs in the arts and they do portions of the process. So I list out all the steps that it takes
1: from one to your process, your artistry, Mm -hmm. your aesthetic.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. everything they I teach them the steps. There's still like one or two steps that I'm like, man, I really got to train like the perfect artist to do this. So I'm still on the hunt for certain artists here and there. But you know, I have a hand lettering artist, which I'm, I proudly shout from the rooftops that I'm not the one writing my dinky little cursive on your shoes. You do not want me doing that. <laughs> you would rather me hire someone who has been hand lettering for five years. So that one, I'm always proud to say I have an I have three underpainters. My first hire was fulfillment. So I have someone who they actually do product photography and fulfillment for me because she's in school for photography. So I said, you want to come take pictures too and also package them? So now she gets to edit photos and drops them in a Dropbox for me. So those are, I am steadily employing and making those positions efficient. Um, yeah. And one day,
0: the 400 orders that you got, you may not even be painting
3: every single one, but rather... I'm working towards that. That's what I want too. When Suzanne says that um, the smash cookies, like she doesn't touch them. That's what I want. I want the vans to be able to work by themselves. This is a huge mindset shift for our mm-hmm. artists out there, for our
0: people that think I am the artist and it has to be my two hands. Even the Sistine Chapel was not solely painted By Michelangelo. Michelangelo was not up there for years and years doing every single thing. He had apprentices. They they painted in this style. Who gets the credit? Nicole and Michelangelo. Did you ever think you're going to be like
3: (laughs) Sistine Chapel? Put that on my tombstone. (laughs) Put that on my tombstone. (laughs) but but it's it's true. There are apprentices There are artists. There's no possible way you can do it all. So, and that's the other thing too. Like I get really defensive and like you were saying, okay, this whole conversation started because you were like, are people walking up to you on the street asking, is Nicole the one painting these? And no one is. So yes, do I go, I, for everybody listening, yes, I go to sleep still kind of afraid that someone's going to come like banging on my inbox. Going, Nicole. You didn't paint this question mark. They're not going to, and even if they do, it's fine. Because did you want to wait five years or five months- one pay one gazillion dollars? If mm-hmm. you want to wait five months and pay four hundred dollars for these shoes? No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. So and if they yes, you want your hands
0: to mm-hmm. make them based on the way you're growing your business, then it'll be a thousand dollars for your art eventually, yeah. and then but for the for your business to create the art, we'll be employing my friends. Yeah. other artists and mm-hmm. teaching right. them in Nicole's essence.
1: Yes. yes. I want to bring it over to Kara too, because Kara, for example, she's selling custom like higher level things, right? So $700 that around there. And so these are horse bridles. So eventually what she could do is that she could have off the shelf, you know, inventoried ones that are the ones that she knows are going to really sell well. So let's Here's say- your coaching thing. session, Kara. <laughs> This is your next stage. A pink one sells really well. Okay, well, her team can make the rest of those. And she is the one, she's the visionary. She's the one who dreams up the new designs and those cost more. And then there's the other version of that, that they sell more off the shelf. It's the other way of scaling is that you're testing it out with those um, designs, just like anybody, right? So even when we worked with Susan um, Gordon Pottery when she wanted to come out with a new design, she worked with her her potter. So it wasn't even her who is the namesake and everything. They would kind of play around with like, okay, if it was a pedestal piece, how that comes together, if it was a, you know, they would figure out, okay, this is how it works with the team. Right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, how many of these fit fit into the kiln? How many of these can we make in the hour? What does this look like? What if we moved it over here? She was always the visionary, right? The designer, the person that is the namesake. But you better believe that she can't even keep a wavy bowl in stock.
0: Uh-uh, you, can't you know, get it. I'm sorry. Try you could try. You get on the yeah, wait list. I can't get it lot. either, and we have a you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kara, you just hired. So you've you signed up for Multi Shoe Machine back in September, which I think was our last launch, and you were doing
4: everything yourself. You have a small child, right? Yeah, he's a year. So I was doing everything uh, very part time and fitting it in, just so that I could get to this point. So my first hire is a nanny and she also is an artist so she went to school for art and that's her passion and she loves that but she's not found anything yet that fills that so she loves nannying so she's doing that for me and then during naps she helps me with the leather work and then also takes stuff home so I've taught her stuff that she could take from home not anything that you need the sewing machine or anything for so Yeah, it's been really great. And then I also have a friend that does that as well. Part-time, she um, takes stuff home as well, so. Yeah, so you're getting other hands
0: to make your handmade items. Under your direction, I mean nanny slash
4: artist is just house
1: cleaner. I believe she mentioned. Yeah, it before. yeah. Gold she mine.
4: cleans too. So it's like
1: you have struck struggles.
4: I I this is a new thing. So in January, I was like, I this is I'm doing it. Like this is what I need because I was totally a hundred percent acknowledged. I was the bottleneck. I could not. My capacity was at at its very, like, there's no more I could fit in in my time. And just with how fast things go on the website, I knew that I had to get more hours in more hands in. So that's the goal for this year is just to teach more people, mentor people so that I can keep growing and keep it going.
0: And the thing that's interesting here is that all three of the people here started off where it was their own two hands, right? Mm -hmm. Doing it all themselves. They signed up for multi shoe machine. And now each of you had your foot on the gas pedal, right? You got to choose how fast you wanted to go. And so anyone that's listening, that's a little bit... I know sometimes you get afraid of success. You get afraid of that acceleration. You have full control over the acceleration that you choose to take. If you want to just do what Suzanne did originally, Suzanne just raised her prices to start and leaned into her bestseller. She didn't necessarily have to make more sales. She had to make the same amount of sales. She just made more money. She made more profit. So her revenue doubled without her capacity doubling. But when she started to make more money, she was able to say, okay, hold on. I don't want to make the cookies all the time. I want to work on the cakes. I want to do the custom cookies. So I'm going to I actually have the money now cash in hand to pay someone to help me part-time. Right. So it doesn't mean I don't want any of you to get scared and be like, oh my goodness, they all hired and they're, you know, the bottlenecks of their business. We want you all to eventually become the bottleneck in your business that your business is selling so many and that, or whatever you want it to be. But it can also be a part time business if you want it to still say, like, 20 hours a week and you're making X amount of money to do X with your with your life, that can be it too. But what you see with the three people here is that their businesses did accelerate. They wanted them to accelerate and now they have more hands to help,
1: you know? Yeah. I think it's all just using multi-stream machine as a tool too, right? Because just think about Nicole, right? So Nicole, Suzanne, and Kara all actually, they were in the time and space of their business that they wanted to feel more like legit, right? So thinking about inventory, right? So custom people don't ever, when they're stuck in Etsy mindset, you actually never actually think about inventory. You don't think about inventory, hiring a person for maybe fulfillment or helping you make, like none of that comes through your brain. Besides the only thing you think is more, more, more listings. That's the only thing they teach you is listings, 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 same listing 25 times, you know? And so when, you know, What multi stream machine really does, it has you thinking about okay, if I wanted to have an inventory of this semi custom piece, what would that look like? If I wanted to hire somebody that only does shipping on Mondays, what would that look like? You know, and I can give them the module and they could do it. And if I make enough money just to pay one person to come one day a week, that's what I'm going to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it really gets you in a different mode of growth. But like Jacqueline said, it's the, at the pace that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And they leaned into their best sellers. So it
0: meant less inventory, right? Less processes, less things to do. So when you all go through next week with us, so please show up and take action and go through the week with us, you will between day one and three, your business will be transformed. Okay. By the third day, we want you all to come to that third day. But between day one and three, we promise you will you will feel like a different person. You're, you will have a path to your profit and you'll figure out what, what it is, what you're going to sell, what you're going to take, what is your best seller? And how do you then take that and do what these three have done where they grew their businesses by going deep on a product, by understanding the focus and how that could help them grow. You know, so I think you're all gonna be transformed in three days, not even the total five. Five come for all, but by three day three at the end, game changer. I mean, I do want to open it up to a couple of questions. If anyone yeah. has questions, you could drop that into the comments and we can ask the group yeah. um to to answer. Do any of you have anything you want to add while we're waiting for questions to come up?
2: I just wanted to add, so so I opened my brick and mortar December of 2019, but I actually started my business in 2016. So I had, I was in my home working before that. And then I opened my brick and mortar global pandemic hit. Luckily I didn't have any employees. So I was just trying to like make it through 2020 and 2021 in January, I was introduced to y'all with bestseller secrets and what I know, but we're still
1: raising the roof. If you're wondering,
2: (laughs) what really became apparent was, so I was basically by myself, until October of 2020. And then I hired someone because I was drowning. And I hired someone and it became 100% apparent that I was making everything up as I went along. I was making it up. And how do you train someone to do something in your business when you don't even know what you're doing? And so by the time we got to the end of bestseller secrets challenge and we were talking about multi-stream machine and how it benefits small businesses like this. I was like this is a no-brainer. I literally need to figure out what my systems are because I don't know what to tell so and so what to do cuz I don't even know what I'm doing. Like we're we're just going to Walmart every other day to get ingredients cuz we can't keep ingredients in the in the bakery. I don't so it was, it was it was very apparent that I was just making things up as I went <laughs> along. Uh, says
0: every business owner ever.
2: Right. Oh. Until I got that like that systems module. And I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe we should track our inventory. That's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Which, you know, in that module. So just to speak about that really fast, because we have a systems module and we talk about your photos and we talk about your inventory, we talk about your pricing and we talk about your shipping. So for you, for your inventory and for all of our bakers out there, how many of you are still running to your local grocery store to pick up more butter and more flour and more sugar. Okay. It's, you're not alone. We've heard this from so many people, but when we what we teach within this module is we teach you how to track your... And this is across the board. So you pour candles. How much wax do you need? Mm -hmm. How many wicks? What's the jars? What are the raw goods in bulk? And then it actually, we actually share a system with you that will actually track your raw goods in bulk and tell you how much is like a recipe, how much goes in each single one and when you're low on that inventory. So there you can then go buy bulk because if you all want to make more money, we also teach you how to save money. So instead of paying you know, retail prices for your flour, you can buy in bulk and save money on your raw ingredients. And so that's the thing here that we really want you to wrap your head around. And one of the bonuses of multi shoe machine is 2K in 30 days where we teach you how you can make $2,000 in 30 days after signing up without taking any of the rest of the course, just that one bonus and people did it. And it's how you save enough and you also can make it. It's just, Game changer. Oh, look, Mm -hmm. Jamie's still buying a flower from a local store with a a palm to the face.
1: (laughs) I think that's a great question because we asked that yesterday too. What, how long did it take you to make $2,000, right? Or like to pay the course back. Yeah. Yeah, Or to pay the course back. I mean, they get the bonus to gain 30 days. So
2: I mean, mine, mine was probably within two
1: weeks. I mean, honestly, 2K in two weeks is what we call it now.
2: (laughs) 2K in two weeks, do it. Just (laughs) literally, just from stopping, going to Walmart to get ingredients when we ran out, paying retail price and paying sales tax twice on my ingredients. You pay the sales tax there and then you have to remit sales tax when you sell your goods. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. So, I mean, yeah, probably within two weeks. Look at you being the boss of your business. business, right? Right. You're talking. No, there's numbers involved.
0: Go watch your video <laughs> from a year ago. You're going to be like, whoa,
4: <laughs> I love it. I do too.
3: Nicole, how about you? Ooh, okay. So I'm glad you asked me because I am not the overnight success. Like I actually like that. I'm I'm not because it did take me a little bit longer. I don't know the exact length of time. I would probably say maybe like six months. But my experience with doing the bestsellers uh, Secrets Challenge and then signing up for MSM was actually before Suzanne, I didn't realize. So I found you all in late 2019. So it was actually literally right before the pandemic. It's when I went full-time as an artist. Oh my goodness. I hope I'm saying all this right. That
1: I know. Right. It's hard for me to remember that time too. I honestly... go. Okay. Oh,
3: okay. And then... Maybe it yeah. the beginning of 2020? Maybe... Yeah. Hmm. My dates are all mixed up. Every time you all do this thing where you're like 2021, 2020, what year is it? I'm like me too. So anyway, best secret seller's challenge, MSM. I, my bestseller at the time, I was still doing the canvas paintings. I did not have the jean jackets yet. I did not have the Vans yet. So when everybody's listening to this and they're like, okay, Nicole did the secret sellers challenge and realized that their bestseller was Vans. It wasn't, it was, a ten by ten painting. So if I had six sizes of paintings, I knew what my best seller from the paintings were, and that's what I was using to make sales when I did secret Cha- secrets challenge, and then MSM. And then even when I moved into MSM, my first hire was that fulfillment person. I was only they were only coming in on Monday for four hours a week, and I was paying them biweekly for eight hours every two weeks. And I even stuck around, we always, you guys are always pushing email. I actually hired someone and I was like, listen, I've got $35 a week. Can you crank out some emails for $35? Like whatever you can do. I know it's not going to be the greatest. I know I'm going to have to do a lot of the work still, but can you take some of this off of me? And by having those two hires that were $35 a week and what, $40 a week for the other one, $70 A week when my TikToks blew up, when I was in MSM with the vans, I knew immediately how to implement my bestseller from then on. All of my systems were in place from MSM because I had stuck to MSM. I'd put my emails in place, my SEO was in place, my I had someone doing fulfillment with me, so that when my TikTok blew up, literally everything was in place. So yes, I was still making stuff up like Suzanne was but I was starting to do my SOPs because of SMM or MSM. I was like, I know I need to do this because I want to grow into that business. So mine was a little reverse. I was trying to put on the hat of a six figure business owner and say, this is how a six figure business owner thinks so that I could become the six figure business owner. I didn't have the potential at the time when I signed up for MSM. I mean, yes, it was there, but like I didn't have the best seller yet. I didn't have that yet. So when it when it did become apparent what my bestseller was. MSM was all there. Everything was in place. And that's when I sent another one of my emails where I was like, hey, can you just let Jacqueline and Mina know like this happened? And it was all thanks to MSM. I love Nicole's messages. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I no, and to... It did get to us. She did a video one time too. I, was I,
0: did. I mean, we actually invited Nicole into the mastermind after one of these videos because Nicole had such momentum that we were like, we want to work with you. So the cool thing about this whole thing, and I like that you shared that, was that a lot of people say, I'm new to business. I don't know what my best seller is yet. A lot of you... And let me know in the comments if that's how you feel. I'm new. I'm just starting. I don't know what my best seller is. Well, the thing is, is that you don't know what you're doing. I'm a startup expert for fashion businesses, fashion accessories. This is what I have done since 2007. And people come and like, I have this great idea and I want to start an XYZ line. And this is all the things I want to do. And they are so focused on their logo and the look and all that. And I say, okay, but great, but where are you going to sell it? Right? How are you going to sell it? How are people going to know you exist out there in the universe? Do you have a plan? And obviously they're hiring me as a really expensive consultant. So that is why they hire. But for all of you out there that can't afford a really expensive consultant, the idea here is, okay, I've got this business. So Nicole had this business. They're making canvases of pet paintings, figuring things out as they go. And then when that opportunity struck, they had all the things in place. So that and they. that's could. why
1: I love systems. <laughs> because seriously, if you want to talk about like people who don't have their systems in place, when lightning strikes, let's say you get into Shark Tank, you'll see people fail because they haven't set up the right foundation. And you're thinking, how did that business go out of business? They got so many sales, but it's not only sales. You actually need a foundation. You need systems. Mm-hmm. right? Because you didn't stabilize how to grow. So there's lots of people, Nicole, I'm so proud of you. That like makes my heart so full because you were ready when you were able to blow up on TikTok, right? There's plenty of people that have blown up on TikTok that have zero dollars, right? Because they didn't, they were not prepared. They did not know how to take advantage of the opportunity. They didn't understand the need for systems. They were mo- fo- more focused on sales, but couldn't keep up or they, they you know, something in their foundation cracked. So super proud of you. I love that story. And I love that you did it on your own pace and figured it out. And you started way before you were even ready, right? I mean, and, and um, I don't think any of us are actually ready, ready. So I love that.
0: And, but be ready when things happen, right? Or have a plan. And Nicole created a plan. Nicole had emails before there was a list, right? So that's what we want from for all of you that we want you to start to put on your boss hats, right? You wear all the hats in your business, your artist hat, your marketing hat, your IG expert hat, your TikTok hat, whatever it is that you're doing, your maker hat. But the boss of your business needs to be have strategy, right? We're all creatives, but we need to have a strategy. We need to make sure we're getting paid for the things we're doing, that we have inventory when people want to buy it, that we have these systems in place. That's the groundwork. Also all of you scrolling Instagram. Now listen, these two just happen to have really hit it on TikTok, but, and it's not for everybody. But when you're doing your efforts is there a return on your investment and your investment is your time. So what we teach in multi stream Machine is ways that you can merge your visibility and sales. And that's what we're going to teach you on Wednesday. So the idea is, is then you're getting in front of other people's audiences, right? Because a lot of you are just selling on one platform right now. What, and if somebody were to turn that off, what you going to do? right? What's going to happen if that one place that you sell disappears tomorrow, you're out of business. So how do we then start to diversify you, right? How do you have your eggs in more baskets? Carrie, I wanted to ask you how long did it take you to pay off the course or make $2,000?
4: Well, I believe it was like 30 days, but yeah, it was pretty quickly because I also didn't really know what my best seller was at the time either because... I was just doing the custom work. So it was totally new, just doing launches and 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 doing collections. I wasn't sure, honestly, what to expect. So I quickly found out with, you know, I would do a launch every Friday and I would find out, okay, the, the head stalls, the bridles are going very first. They're going the quickest. They're selling at the increased price. Like that's that's it. And it's continued. So I'd say definitely 30 days.
1: Amazing. I know we're talking a lot about bestsellers because we're going into the challenge, but if you're a multi-stream machine student, you do not need to know what your bestsellers, you actually don't even need a bestseller.
0: Not to become a student. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. You don't need a a bestseller at all. It just gives us a starting point if you do have a bestseller, Mm -hmm. right? So just wanted to put that out there because I don't want people to get confused that you have to have a bestseller in order to be a student of multi-stream machine.
0: And I think in multi-stream machine, once you start to sell, when you start to get that visibility, more eyes on your business, when you start to see things working, you will start to be able to identify that. So if you're new at this, you've never sold before, you've got a new product, you've been doing it, you have a bunch of -of one-of-a-kind stuff, you're just going to find so much more clarity. Yeah. So I actually want to... I'll start with you, Kara. Where were you selling before you started MSM? And then what platforms do you sell on now? Are they the same?
4: Oh, sorry. I had to unmute. So I, are you saying like website or are you saying like social media? Like where do you sell? Like how do people buy from you? On my website. I've never done Etsy. I just was too busy for Etsy and I didn't want to mess with it. So I'd love to be able, and that's like my next thing I'm working with someone. It's not with Leatherworks. So I'd love to get on Amazon next. I, we have a product that we're working for that, but right now just my website and that's it.
0: So when you signed up for MSM, did you go into any of the modules to figure out how to get onto any other platforms or what was kind of the thing that pulled you to that Then, if you were always selling on your web?
4: I guess just, I wanted just like how you were saying, like expanding more. I think it's just a, such an important thing. Like right now, I'm just so, now that I have like more hours to do my work and more hands, I never really have thought of have been, I could not do like wholesale or make that enough capacity for that. And and the items do sell so quickly. So now that I'm looking at having more hands, like I just now am going back and looking into it just a little bit more.
0: And that's in less than six months, right? So mm-hmm. that's a huge shift. And and now you would be able to access the Amazon module. Yeah. So if that's where you want to go, you'll go into that module and you'll know how to get on Amazon.
4: Yeah. I just, I never really even just looked at that part. Cause I was like, there's, there's no way right now, like, that's just somewhere in the future. And now I'm getting to that point where I can finally get there, you know? I think that's yeah. the beautiful thing about
0: our, our course is that when you all decide to sign up, those of you that haven't signed up yet and you jump into MSM, most, and the, this is not a dripped out course, which means you get all access to every single thing that when you sign up. So if you sign up today, you get access to everything. Most people will pick it because there's something that is pulling them in, something that's calling on them and saying that this feels right to me. Maybe it's the systems module for, for all of you here and we we're like okay if i could just increase my prices like they did then i will i don't have to make more but i'll actually make more in terms of product but i'll make more money right selling to the people i sell to and then when you decide to grow then you might say oh you know what now i want to improve my website you'll go to the website module or or like kara 6 months later has the capacity now to think how do i grow this business even more and is thinking amazon can go back into MSM and have the support for Amazon. That's why
1: I think- And decide if person... you want to do it for or not, you know? Because yeah. even wholesale, right? A lot We actually teach wholesale in there. And for a lot of people, they don't even understand how that world works. So mm-hmm. they don't know to make a decision whether or not they want to go into that world. You know, same with mm-hmm. Amazon, same with, you know, even like in-person, right? So just understanding how something works is the best way to feel equipped to even make a decision.
0: Yeah, and our students are global, so they're in, they're global at New Zealand, Australia, UK, Spain, all the places. So, Suzanne, I guess my question to you is: is where do you sell? How do so you, sell, you sell? It's B-
2: always been my retail store and my website. I TikTok and Instagram are a tool, but I don't actually use any selling functions on Instagram or on Facebook. And so, for me, when I was going into MSM and it was kind of opposite of, of Nicole was that the year before I made a hundred thousand dollars and I had no idea how that happened. And so going into it, I was like, I just need to figure out what I did and replicate it for another year. So I was, I was just trying to figure out, okay, apparently I have a successful business, but I don't know how I got here. And so I need steps in place to like, make sure that I can, it's repeatable. And so I mean, the, the cost of multi stream machine is worth it for, for just the systems module. And I still use it. We had a big launch this weekend and our, it was kind of wild and I'm, it's my goal this week to revisit the systems module to see where I can tweak things again, because it wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be.
0: Yeah. And you did sell B2B. It's not someone asked if any of you sell the brick and mortar stores yet. Um, I don't think any of you do, right? no. I know Suzanne did... And I'm not going to say where you sold because I think that's a, a cool idea for you. But Suzanne did sell to businesses in bulk, but it wasn't for them to resell. But they bought in, like massive bulk weekly from her. And then I think, Kara, for you down the road, if you're figuring out how to scale certain product, would you say B2B would be an option for you down the road?
4: Yeah, I think so. It's just, you know, now I can actually start imagining that now. And it's, that's, it's crazy.
0: It's <laughs> so cool. Nicole is sick. So that's why... Uh, They're on mute over there, but I guess for you too, in terms of where you sell and did anything like that change or, and then what kind of model or what kind of helped you as you were starting?
3: Yeah. um, So I do sell on my own website. Uh, Mine is Squarespace and I actually went into MSM and I know it's for like multi streams of like revenue, like selling on like B2B, B2C, wholesale, et cetera. But I actually used that to help me brainstorm how to use different marketing, like social media marketing. I was like, oh, I can do the paid partnerships. There's the module on that, like getting on ever other people's platforms. I can do, you know, Facebook groups, Instagram, TikTok when the new social media sites pop up. So I actually my brain was using it as like multi-streams of I guess, like social media marketing. marketing. Like, yeah. So yeah. that's how so I was visibility. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same with Kara. Like I had opened the Amazon and wholesale module. I had at least listened to it because I was like painting during the holiday season and listening to all the modules. And then it's the same thing. Right now I am working. I'm in development for products as well that I can actually do B2B. Like I can, it's the same thing. Like I now have time to be creative and come up with a product that I can scale B2B and, you know, wholesale and stuff like that. So Kara and I are kind of on the same page where we're like, Oh my gosh, cool. I can make something new for once.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is, so, this has been such a good panel. You all, I mean, did you all love this watching this? Um, so good. And I want you all, I know the team has been dropping in their links inside of um, the chat. So I'll just go through We've got Kara of Desert Rose, and the website is desertroseekline.com and desertroseekline on Instagram. We have Nicole, so Pet Paintings by Nicole, which is Pet Paintings by Nicole. Well, this is a long one, dot squarespace.com. We got to fix that.
3: <laughs> I haven't fixed. I just fixed it, I promise. Okay, okay, um, okay. I just haven't like <laughs> put it everywhere else. I think
1: <laughs> was going to be bonus coaching in the year. <laughs> <air. laughs>
0: She gets access to us every day. So she's got us. They have us. Okay. And then so then we also have and on Instagram is pet paintings by Nicole and TikTok Pets painting pet paintings by Nicole. And then we have, what's your name over there? Suzanne. (laughs) So rude. (laughs) I just think Kara and Suzanne make Sarah. And that's (laughs) what my brain is right now. So I'm just trying to find Suzanne's link up here. Okay. Susanna of Three Best Bakery. So the website is threebestbakery.com. You can follow her on Instagram at threebestbakery and TikTok threebestbakeryAR. So follow these product bosses, buy from them, share them, whatever you can do to support each other, because we're all in this together. So important. So how'd you all feel? Was this, was this good? Let us know in the comments. Did you have fun? We've got another fun one coming tomorrow. We're going to talk about manufacturing, brick and mortars and retail stores.
1: Yeah. I mean, Suzanne could have been on that one too. Brick and mortar, right? Come on back. Number (laughs) five. So
0: someone asked, did Suzanne find that her bestseller changed every month? What Suzanne realized was that her smash cookies were her bestseller. And one of the strategies we worked on with her was what variations can she make? But hands down, the vanilla smash cookie is still number one. So that's just to answer that really quick. So this is amazing. Make sure to sign up for bestseller secrets challenge. If you're not there, please block it into your calendar. Take action like the three people here. They took action. They're even mm-hmm. here sick, right? <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, army crawling it to the mic at this point.
0: Please take action in your business. This is not going to happen without you taking steps and changing things. But you could see here that these custom businesses, these one of a kind, these artists were able to transform their businesses in their lives. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. We all know that building a product-based business isn't easy, is it? But here's the truth. It doesn't have to be so hard.
1: In fact, when you have the right systems and support in place, you can skyrocket your sales and finally create the product business that fits your life and lifestyle. That's why we're so excited to announce that Multistream Machine is officially open for enrollment for a limited time. We've
0: taken our 20 years of experience in building product-based businesses, including our own, which have generated millions and created a completely turnkey system to help you scale your business and create the revenue you've dreamed of.
1: If you're a product-based business owner, who's ready to build a sustainable and thriving business that can support itself and pay you the salary you dream of
0: or get more customers to easily find you and buy from you without spinning your wheels while stuck on social media and spending money on paid ads.
1: Have a clear roadmap that shows you exactly how to create a plan and sell more so you can stop guessing and start knowing.
0: Then you're going to want to head to multistreammachine.com and check it out.
1: You can go through the course at your own pace. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. And our thousands of alumni can tell you there's no other course for product-based businesses like it.
0: So friends, we'll see you in there.